I've talked a lot about the Keltec KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Keltec KSG? Well, like everything that Keltec invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun, and the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus 1. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three quarter inch shells, even better because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K E L. TECweapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. There's a lot of factors that go into a race and how, how well you do. And the biggest change for me is that I'm happy. And sophomore year, um, where I had my best times competing with the men, I was miserable. And so having that and I suck. be lifted is incredibly relieving. I was horrible and I like didn't didn't place at all. I was really bad. Now that I'm competing against a bunch of women, I'm in first place. It's amazing. Welcome. <laughs> Full disclosure. Kane and I watched Norm Macdonald's special last night and the the influence effect has lasted and carried over into today's show so i'm just saying please when you're judging us or me or him please keep that in mind welcome back to our program our little program here third hour of our show and i uh leah thomas totally does have kenny g hair I do agree with that. And also, so that was that uh, Leah Thomas, and he was talking about competing as a, I just, uh, he's like, there are a lot of factors that go into a race and how well you do. And <laughs> Kane, you okay? Hmm? <laughs> it's just so funny to me that it's like, man, I was so unhappy when I was losing to men, but now that I'm winning against women, I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, when you're competing, it just just doesn't matter. You know, all the factors that go into a race, like having balls, it's very important when you're competing against women to have those because you will win if you do, right? And they don't violate any now wait a minute hear me out it doesn't violate any like doping regulation right you can have balls but the stop i'm being scientific it's not my fault if you are impure with your thoughts sir well i'm trying there's a lot of there's a lot of syllables in that we have an hour left stop i mean come on but you have to have the beans you know what i mean if you're competing against women, but if the if the women, and that's a great, I mean, you're naturally stronger. So, and if a woman wants to try to replicate the same effect of you, you know, having 
you know, the balls. If she wants to replicate that, she would have to take hormones and all. And then she's bounced for uh, for doping. So it's look at that. I mean, you're uh, you win. It's a great tactic. Night. Nike. I have an idea. This one's free. I'm just saying, if I were an executive at Nike, Kane, I wouldn't, you know how they have the Just Do It logo? Just have balls. But where's the lie? Swoosh. Just have, you know, I'm just, it makes sense. I mean, can you believe that people would actually compete in women's races without having those? Oh, right? I mean, you win. Kane, you could win. You could immediately right now. Kane, you could be a superstar athlete if you right. just identified as a woman. Right. That'd be a, be a good move on my part if I felt like I was miserable competing with people in my own age group and gender. Yeah. Right? I mean, you would, uh, I mean, you would own them broads. You'd beat the hell out of them, right? You could, you you could probably go to the Olympics, don't you? Want to go to the Olympics, Kane? That's, uh, that's get medals and stuff. Yeah, you would totally medal. Because wouldn't saying. I feel like I earned it? You did, Boy, that right? Would be such a great feeling, right? You would. It'd be. I'm just saying. That's how you could compete. So Leah Thomas, you know, he's just saying, hey, uh, you know, a lot of things factor into uh, a race. And having the testicles is a big part of that. Just saying. Where's the lie? It's true. I mean, it's, I'm just being honest here. I'm sorry if people don't appreciate the honesty. And I'm just, you know, I'm giving you suggestions. If you want to be a superstar athlete, just go and uh, compete against the women. Right? Yeah. Easy enough. Just saying. That seems, you know. Now, speaking of... Um, Women and men. Where's my story here? Here it is. The BBC. This is crazy. The British Broadcasting Corporation. They are run by the government. They changed a victim's statement. This is according to the Times of London. The BBC had published a story about a woman who had claimed she'd been raped. But her alleged attacker was a transgender woman. You have to say it with a British accent because it's a very serious British story. The quote from the Times, the BBC changed the testimony of a rape victim after a debate over the pronouns of her transgender attacker. The woman referred to her alleged rapist as him, but insiders said that her words were changed to avoid misgendering the abuser in an article on the corporation's website. The report then went on to say that throughout the statement, every incidence where the pronouns he or him had been used, the BBC altered the language to read they or them. See? So it's like Ricky Gervais said, what if she rapes you? See? I'm just saying. So like, for instance, I can't even read the sentence from her statement, I don't think. Um, let me try. Just let me, hang on, I'm going to try. 
So the statement from the, one of the parts of the story for the victim, for instance, they said, uh, she said, quote, I was too young to argue and had been brainwashed. Uh, this is what she told the BBC. Brainwashed by queer theory, so he was a woman even if every fiber of my being was screaming throughout. He used physical force when I changed my mind upon seeing his male copulatory organ, and he raped me. That's the statement. And then she was threatened, and he was like, I'll out you as a turf if she didn't sleep with him. So he was like using physical and emotional force on her. And she apparently was like crying throughout and all of this other stuff. And so then she's been called a turf and has been bullied because she reported him. Because apparently, according to some of these hardcore activists, it's, I guess if a man identifies as a woman, then it's not rape. That's honestly the way that some of the attacks on her are going. Which makes my point about protections for women. There was another woman who was interviewed for the piece and she was terrified to uh, to report her rape by a man who identified as a woman because she thought that people would go- attack her because apparently it's viewed as victimizing the man who identifies as a woman. This is how far. Great job, Barbara uh, or uh, uh, Gloria Steinem and all these third wave feminists. The Linda Hirschmans of the world. So they're shamed for not saying anything. And the BBC, when reporting the story, was more concerned with misgendering the rapist than actually telling the victim's story, apparently. I mean, now do you see why I want an asteroid to strike this rock? Wow. And... They said that they had she because she referred to her rapist throughout, you know, the story is him. So they went and changed everything because they feared misgendering the rapist. I mean, I think that he would be more concerned with being called a rapist than him. I mean, but he is a rapist. So maybe that's the thing is like, yes, well, I did rape her. But how dare you call me him? So that's the worst thing is for the wrong pronoun, but not the rape. Well, yes, he's a rapist, but how dare you call him her him? What if she raped you? (laughs) That's the. It's this is I man, this is insane. Utterly insane. And yeah, they were all male references. Now, there's one reporter from the BBC that apparently like put it. they, They said anonymously that it was the woke ideology. Duh. They said they edited out all the male references and they said the woke bros at the website wanted to make them female because of misgendering. I can't think of any other situation where we would change the words of a rape victim. That's his direct quote. Wow. (sighs) Here's where we are. Yay, Earth. (laughs) Now, there's more. I have more New Yorkers because all the other things have been solved in New York. They really got it down. I mean, yeah, there was like a ton of crime over Memorial Day weekend. I get it. But you know what's going to make this go away? This great new initiative announced by Governor Kathy Hochul. You can choose X as the gender marker on your state ID. So like when you commit a crime, 
Nobody knows who the hell to look for. Great. Yay. Woo. I'm just saying. The change. Can, can I? Can I want it. Can I just say I'm can we if that's up for debate on driver's license? Like what else is? Hmm. Isn't this like some Jedi mind trick stuff? No, it's not he or she. It's X. You don't need my gender. The change applies to driver's licenses, learner permits and non-driver IDs. Is it really that big of a deal on your driver's license? I mean, is that something you show around to everybody? It's like everybody gets a flag because it's like pride. It's rainbow capitalism month. Everybody gets a flag, a flag based on who you have sex with. That's what the flag is. How do you do it? Like, did you go to a flag office and then they ask you like how you have your intercourse and then they determine how to assign the flag based on that? I mean, I have so many questions. It's just all so ridiculous. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. This is a comedic skit in the making, and apparently it was a big mainstream media, like, op. It says LGBTQ, because it's Rainbow Capitalism Month, and we're going to totally make fun of this, the rainbow capitalism from all these companies, because nobody cares, company. I don't care what my crackers think, okay? And I'm not talking about my white people. I'm talking about, like, the edible, consumable item. They, NBC actually tweeted this. It said LGBTQ Ukrainians who sign up for the war have taken to sewing the image of a unicorn to their uniform. The practice harks back to 2014 when Russia invaded Crimea when lots of people said there are no gay people in the army. Who cares? Who cares? I mean, do you think like in the middle of like killing the op, you know, the uh, the enemy, you're going to stop and be like, oh, Look at that. So look at the stitches. So even. Nobody cares. Stop it. Moving on. Put these damn things back. Egypt unearthed a trove of artifacts, including 250 mummies in an ancient necropolis. I you know, did you ever hear that story of that guy and the woman he eventually married and they stumbled across this mummy and this old book of the dead? And oh wait, that was the mummy, the movie, because that's how this stuff happens. Archaeologists said they uncovered a trove of ancient artifacts at the necropolis uh, Saqqara, which I've been watching this documentary, full truth be known. It includes mummies and bronze statues dating back 2,500 years. And they said, and by the way, did you know the plural of sarcophagus is sarcophagi? Just like the plural of Elvis is Elvi. Uh, They said well-preserved mummies inside, all kinds of other stuff. And they found uh, all kinds of dead people wrapped up in tissue so there you go bunch of mummies and the world's probably gonna end now there's a big old plague coming out just wait uh china moves to buy a major american news outlet uh you won't notice any of the coverage changing yeah you won't they said a ccp company wants to buy forbes to help push their agenda yeah no i don't think so i think that's mm. fish are testing positive for antidepressants Prostate medications, antibiotics, as pain relie- and pain relievers as human wastewater makes its way out to sea. Florida International University and Bonefish and Tarpon Trust, they studied 93 fish and they said, yeah, they had an average of seven drugs in their system. So their blood pressure is probably, ga- probably great and they're happy, right? Stay here. So in California, yeah, 42, article title 42, you were saying? Kane. Kane's like, what about Title 42? Yeah, because Apparently that's, no good. that's no good, but the masks are. Exactly. California, they have an appeals court that ruled. Now, follow me here. It's going to be weird. 
They ruled that bees are fish for the purpose of the State's Endangered Species Act. And they literally have it in here. So weird. That a fish, while commonly understood that a fish lives in aquatic environments, terrestrial invertebrates, including bumblebees, qualify legally. So that they can protect them. It, 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 a bee can identify as a fish. If a man can identify as a woman, a bee can identify as a fish. And, right? Isn't that how that works? Science. Science. Look, I Look, I'm for protecting bees. I'm not against that. Oh, I love bees. They're great. But, like the actual bees that make honey. All the other ones can just die in a fire. What? This is no way to <clears throat> no. do it. Classify them as fish? It's unreal. You're, why are you a bigot? I learned it from watching you. <laughs> That's it's it's a, it's like a meme. I mean, there's the the case is trying to prevent. They were looking at endangered bees and other insects. They didn't want them to get protected status because they have almond grower. They have an almond and just big almond. Oh. I'm just gonna stay. We're doing it. Big almond, big nuts uh, over there in California. You walk right into it. I watched Norm Macdonald's special last night, and my mood has been influenced ever since. So I, I'm just going to apologize in advance <clears throat> because it was amazing. I really, you got to watch it. He did it. It was his last special. It was right when lockdown happened. And Norm and I were, we were friends, but not like, you know, him and David Spade were friends, right? Like I knew him and we talked and he would message every now and then. And the last question he asked me was about gold. It was funny. And he was, he was he was uncharacteristically, to me, it seemed concerned about uh, the virus and lockdown. And then we all know why, because he had cancer. He died of cancer. Didn't even tell anybody. Like, even his closest friends didn't know he was dealing with cancer. That's why he, was, he had gained weight, because he was on medications and that. But, um, yeah, uh, had cancer, and uh, people knew what was up, but he never really talked about it. But he did. He sat in his house in front of his stairs, and he had everything draped. And he had his headphones on. And a light, and he literally sat in front of a computer and went through a whole stand-up routine. And it was so interesting, the medium, because stand-up requires so much of that synergy between the comic and the audience. And yet he still had such a presence that you, st- you didn't notice it. I mean, the first couple of minutes, you're like, well, okay, I notice it. And then you didn't anymore, because it was Norm. And he was so funny and hysterical. And oh my gosh, he went there. And it, it, it's so great. There's so many parts, so many parts of this that I can't, you got to watch it. It is hysterical. It was one of the funniest things. And it really, it was a, it was a routine where he really, he went right up to the edge of discussing what was up, but he never dove into it. It, it, it you could definitely tell it was a routine, especially watching it after we all know, you know what happened and what he was struggling with. It was a routine that he, w- he, was, he was addressing his own mortality. And he was just very, just like Norm MacDonald. He did one of the best things that he, because you never know anything that he does. You never know if it's a bit. You just don't. And he, and even his own friends, like they never knew some of the times that he would do stuff whether they, he was setting them up for a bit or something. Like when he would drop into, he'd message me and ask me about Bitcoin and I'm terrified to answer because I'm like, is this a bit? Like, I don't know. It's too funny. But he was super, he really was very genuine and super kind. 
But um, man, that last joke that he told, it was one of the most classic because he'll make a point and then he walks up the hill around the barn, you know, out over the road and then comes back and then hits it again. And it was, oh gosh, it was so good. Kane watched it. It was, it, they started streaming it last night. You watched it, right? It was, it was you know, because obviously since his passing, you know, you, you catch up on old specials that you haven't seen or right. you just sort of binge on the Norm McDonald stuff. And it's been a couple months. And when this popped, and I was able to watch it last night with my son. It was like literally so tears bad. of joy. Oh my gosh! You know, so during the bad. whole thing, and then then the banter between you know Dave Chappelle yeah. and and uh, David so they had, Letterman. They had a whole roundtable of these other comics who knew him really well. It was it weird to you to see Dave Letterman and Conan and O'Brien Conan in, in the, the same, same room? Yeah, talking to each other. I mean, wild. they they sort of have you know that that uh, commonality with NBC. But um, yeah, that was that was a really good ending to what Norm did. <laughs> In that special. I love it how he was like, you know, words, you know, things change. And he's like, you know, can you believe that they're going to look, you know, people will look back on us and, and think, man, can you believe how they used to define women? I mean, uh, you know, they didn't have a, I can't say the word he said, but it's, it's, uh, how do we, slang for a male rooster. Let's say that. And that's not it, Kane. You don't call male roosters penises. You don't do that. It's not how that is. But it was, and he would just make, you know, little remarks. Like, it was just so funny. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. I'm not going to lie. I half expected there to be some vanilla ice there. Right. All right, Jade, let's kick it. A Florida gallery owner is charged with peddling fake, fake Banksy uh, Warhol, all kinds of famous uh, artist paintings to Richie Rich Palm Beach buyers for lots of tens of thousands of dollars and then using them to fund his lifestyle. Daniel Buaziz is charged with ma- mail and wire fraud. And like uh, Le- Le- Leichenstein, uh, oh, apparently he also, he bought a Lamborghini, Rolex, and Cartier. And he got caught. He's got like a swanky storefront too, which actually he owns two galleries and he sold like a fake Warhol for like $85,000. Holy wow. It's pretty bad. So yeah, he's in a lot of trouble. That Florida man, you can't, you know, because those people will know if you're giving them some fake stuff, I would think. I don't know. A Florida man threw chili at someone and got a felony battery charge. Did the chili have beans? That's all I care about, for really, from this story. WFLA, St. Petersburg man was arrested on felony charge of throwing chili. The affidavit said that George Neil Armstrong, oh boy, age 50, George Neil Armstrong, he poked a victim in the face, took a bowl of chili out of the microwave, and threw it on him. It started with an argument that escalated. He's in trouble. Jiminy Christmas. A Lake Lane man exposed himself and took a deucer in a uh, clothing store. Yes, he did. WFLA. What is wrong with you, WFLA? The Lakeland man was arrested. He committed an obscene act in a Treasure Island clothing store. And then, um, well, then he relieved himself. Deuce in the aisle. He's in jail. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Cancel culture is coming to your bank and holding the wrong political views might soon leave you out in the cold. 
I'm Bill Walton. On the latest episode of The Bill Walton Show, Todd Zwicky, Paul Watkins, and I discuss what is already happening, how the Biden administration is already pursuing this agenda, and what we can do about it. This progressive culture offensive is relentless. It's coming for you, and you won't hear about this anywhere else. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.